welcome to Purpose Without Apology, a podcast for women who love God and think outside the box. Here, we talk about everything from relationships to careers to wealth building and more, and all through the lens of fulfilling your God-given purpose. My name is Lisa Gantz. I'm a writer, wife, and mom, and my goal is to empower you to change the world. Let's get started. Hey, y'all. Welcome to another episode of Purpose Without Apology. I'm your host, Lisa, and I'm so excited that you're joining me here today. This season on Purpose Without Apology, I'm featuring a new segment called Behind the Book, where I interview Christian authors about their writing process and how they found the courage to write their stories. In today's episode, I'm talking with Carla J. Noland, who is the author of The Day My Heart Turned Blue, Healing After the Loss of My Mother, and the Bereavement Companion Journal. Carla J. Noland is a wife, working mom, author, certified personal development and executive coach, and speaker who loves sharing what she has learned. Her mission is to help working mothers prioritize themselves and put their dreams at the top of their to-do lists and create a winning strategy to achieve their goals. She is the founder and CEO of Reveal, Heal, Thrive, LLC, and her latest book and bereavement companion journal, The Day My Heart Turned Blue, chronicles Carla's healing journey after the death of her mother. You can purchase both books now worldwide, everywhere books are sold, including revealhealthrive.com slash books. Y'all, Carla is such a phenomenal woman of God who has so much wisdom to share, and I just know that this conversation is going to bless you. So now, without further ado, this is Behind the Book with Carla J. Noland. Hi, Carla. Thank you so much for being here on Purpose Without Apology. I'm so excited to have you. It is a pleasure to be with you, Lisa. I'm so excited. (laughs) Thank you so much. So uh, we're just going to dive right in uh, to, you know, to your book and the companion journal, The Day My Heart Turned Blue. Um, You know, one of the things that I want to kind of, you know, talk through um, and really address just at, right off the bat um, is that we worked together on this book, actually. Um, I helped with the editing process and, and edited it for you. Uh, and one of the things that really stood out to me with this book and, and um, made it such a wonderful process um, as far as um, at just working on it was uh, how much of your your mother's story you put into the book and and how it really is just a wonderful tribute to her. I want to start with um, why you decided to write uh, the day my heart turned blue and the companion journal, the bereavement journal. Uh, what was it that motivated you to tell your mother's story uh, after losing her? Yeah, absolutely. What motivated me was um, when my mother passed away, she left behind a series of journals. And after I finished my executive duties of the estate, I put the journals in chronological order and I started 
really learning more about my mother. Sometimes we, as children, we see our parents as just our parents, but there's so much more, right? There's so many layers to them and so many layers to their stories. And I read her prayers and they were earnest prayers. My mother prayed more for other people than she did herself. And that said a lot about her faith because a lot of our prayer, uh, prayer life looks like we're praying just for ourselves, right? It's almost like a selfish type prayer. But that wasn't my mother. My mother's prayers were for so many people. And I wanted that to get out. I wanted her faith story to get out. I wanted her service to get out. I wanted her a love of God and people. My mother never met a stranger. I wanted that to get out. And then I wanted to share my healing story through this whole process. Um, as someone who's lost a parent, we may bring up in conversation, oh, my mom passed away, but we never talk about that journey. And we never talk about the healing journey. And I really wanted to encourage those who have lost a parent and they're grappling with living with grief because grief is not something that we can get over. It's always with us. It's a constant reminder that love never dies. And I wanted to get that story um, out. And also the bereavement journal is for the reader. Uh, the book is my story and my healing journey, but the Bereavement Companion Journal is for the reader to really document their healing journey through grief. And throughout the journal, I have self-check-ins um, for the reader to write out how they're feeling, how their body's feeling, what they're thinking of most at this time. And, um, and those are things to get us present in our body because we can't heal what we're not willing to reveal. And so I wanted to make that journal part of their story. I never knew my mom journals until I found her journals. And I always journaled as a um, young child. So I wanted to give the gift of journaling with the Bereavement Companion Journal. That's fantastic. Um, so many good things that you mentioned there. Um, I, I love what you said about uh, how grief is really a journey that we grow, go through and it and it doesn't really have an end, right? I think that in our culture, a lot of people think that you, you get to a point at some point where you're just you know, back to normal, quote unquote, right? Um, or that everything is, is you know, somehow the grief is behind you if you get to a certain point. Um, but I love what you said about how it is this ongoing process. Um, and I also love what you said about how um, you wrote the book for yourself first and, mm -hmm. and to help you navigate that healing process um, and that the journal, the bereavement journal is actually for the reader. Um, I, I think the journal itself is so powerful. The way that you walk uh, readers through these questions and have them ask um, these different questions and being introspective as you're weaving your mother's story in, it, it's so powerful. Um, but I also love the, the fact that uh, with your story, when you're telling your mother's story, the way that you bring the journals into um, the story and, and really uh, you, you give us that peek of who your mother is. Uh, I, I have to say, when I finished reading the book, I, I felt like I knew your mother, you know, and mm. it was a beautiful process of really seeing her prayers and, and seeing um, how she looked at the world and how much she, she cared about other people. Um, what was it that made you decide to include her journals in the book? Um, what was the thought process that you kind of went through with that? Mm -hmm. Well, I did a lot of research. I wanted to know, has anyone done this before? Has anyone included actually the handwritten um, journals or letters of someone in a book? So when I did my research, Google was my friend. So I Googled everything, went on Kindle and looked. And I saw 
a lot of authors who took the information and they might have put it in italics to Mm -hmm. um, write out how they uh, what was said, but it wasn't the actual handwriting or I saw books of actual like letters, but there wasn't any story. It was just a book of letters. And so I was like, okay, hasn't been from what I've seen. It hasn't been done before because I'm not changing the format. Uh, She wrote on all different kinds of papers. So I was like, you know, this isn't going to be um, it's not going to conform or look in a certain format, but I want to convey emotion. I wanted people to say, this is not my words that I'm making up. These are my mother's words. So I wanted them, uh, I wanted the readers to actually see them, to convey the message of her her authenticity Mm -hmm. and her vulnerability that she went before that how she went before God I wanted them to see even her notes that she wrote on the side of her on her journals because even those were powerful because she would just write out the names of um, of those who she was praying for and I don't want to give out too much of the book but I captured moments from the beginning to the end um, of her of her journal so I thought that would be more impactful for the reader to actually see her her handwriting and also see that in some of the journals, there were actual Bible verses that kind of just correlated with what with her prayers and also how I was just reading it. It encouraged me as well in the process of writing and putting the book and journal together. It's, it's wonderful hearing kind of the thought process that you went through in terms of how you put the journals together and really um, the moments that you highlighted in her life uh, and even just, you know, the, the Bible verses and, and how all of the different prayers that she prayed are incorporated throughout the book. Um, and, and really with the bereavement journal, it, it kind of feels like the natural, um, you know, outpouring of, of, you know, you sharing your mother's story and then kind of encouraging the reader to come alongside you and, and mm-hmm. have journal their own story um, and journal their own uh, thoughts. Uh, it's really powerful how those two uh, books really work together. I think it's, it's wonderful and, and so unique what you've done. Um, so let's talk about the writing process mm-hmm. for this book. You know, just anytime dealing with grief, you know, as you mentioned, doing research and, and looking to see what other types of books like this are out there. Um, there. There's so much grief that I think so many people are dealing with right now with all that's going on in the world. And um, and so many people have lost loved ones. Um, and, and so I, I can only imagine um, what that process must have been like for you to try to work through, you know, those feelings as you're writing. Um, what was that process like for you? What, what surprised you about the writing process? And, and were there any challenges that you had to overcome? Yeah, so um, great question. So for me, one, I had to first map out in my mind the why behind what I was doing. What is the problem the book is solving? What is going to what is going to draw people to pick up this book? And so I had to be true and authentic to myself. So I would start off with a, a, a writing schedule. I write about two hours a day and I would pour out my heart, you know, on the laptop. And I use my mother's journals for the infra, uh, for inspiration to fuel the project. But what surprised me was that the first pass of writing, 
I didn't go deep enough. And um, that's why it's so important to have an editor. (laughs) So (laughs) you helped me with that. Like, wait, wait a minute. What is this? Like you brought out so many questions like that I would take for granted because I'm going through this. But for someone who doesn't know me or doesn't know the process of what you have to go through while you're grieving a parent, while you're in charge of a state and everything that you had to do, it was helpful for me. Like, you know what? that is important for me to go deep here. Let me take a time and really just center myself and put myself into this space of what I was feeling, um, what it looked like all around me, what I was feeling in the room to really draw the reader in because this is old-fashioned writing, right? This is not like a video or a movie where you can see it visually. I had Mm -hmm. to really pull it together with with words. So that really helped me. Therapy was helpful. (laughs) Therapy, (laughs) weekly therapy sessions, right? And my therapist will always tell me, give my space, give myself um, space to feel all the feels. Also, I also had a coach through the process, right? A life coach through the process because, and I'm a life coach, but a coach needs a coach, right? A therapist needs a therapist. So (laughs) as a life coach, I would always tell people to give themselves permission to go for it or to give themselves permission to heal or thrive or be your authentic self. But in this moment, I had to give myself permission to be vulnerable, right? I had to give myself permission to be authentic and tell my story from my perspective, although honoring my mother with her word. So I really had to go deep. In places where I might not have because my brain was trying to protect myself from this pain. But if I wanted to help people, I wanted them to understand that um, there's times you have to go through to get through the other side. As painful as it may be, um, that's where God meets us, right? Through the process. That's where he meets us the most, right? And so my prayers, even through this writing process, was God, (laughs) I am not letting go of your hand through this process. Um, You have placed a a purpose and a word in me that I am just excited to get out to your people, but I am so scared. And honestly, I'm scared. I don't know anything about writing a book. I don't know anything about publishing a book, but I know that if you gave me this word, if you gave this seed in me to plant. If you gave all these experiences that I went through in my life for this moment, I know that you will never leave or forsake me like your word says. So my prayer was always, um, Lord, let me hold your hand through this process because I know through this process is where my character is going to be developed is where the refinement happens in this process, that any attachments that I was holding on to there, I'm going to drop them by the wayside because they're not serving me. I'm not going to let your hand go and and lag behind because I'm fearful. And I'm not going to let your hand go and move too far ahead of you because of pride. I'm going to hold your hand through this process. So there were plenty of tears. There was plenty of um, frustration at times because this is uh, something I was so passionate passionate about and this was my baby and I was fearful of what if I don't find the right editor what if I don't find the right this or right that but I but I like I had to like coach myself on how I coach clients what we whatever we focus on grows so I had to focus on the vision of the book and the journal as my project and my passion project and my purpose and not the fear of what I don't have right so that is what helped me through this whole writing process Wow. Uh, (laughs) Ms. Carla, you just preached a whole word, ma'am. 
a whole entire word. Um, let me get myself together. Yeah. Uh, so many, so many good gems there. Um, mm-hmm. So I love that you talked about the importance of going through your own healing process as, mm-hmm. as you were writing. Uh, the fact that you had a therapist um, that you were, you know, kind of unpacking all of these emotions with, that, that you had your own life coach, even though you are a certified life coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's so important for people to know that, um, you know, we all need help during, as we're going through this process of, of writing and and whatever it is that God is calling us to do, um, bringing people around us who can support us and help us to process the emotions. Um, so, so important. Um, so I'm so glad you mentioned that. And also just the importance of leaning on God. Oh, I, mm-hmm. I, oh my goodness. Like that right there was a whole sermon, just, <laughs> just hanging on to his hand and not letting him go. And he doesn't mm-hmm. let us go. That's um, right. So, so, so good. Um, and I love um, what you mentioned as far as the advice that you give your clients about, um, you know, choosing what you focus on and being very intentional with your focus. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's, I think, all of those things are, are those critical pieces, um, you know, in this type of writing process. And, and even the really practical things you mentioned um, about making space to write, making time to write, and just pouring your heart out on the page. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that we, um, sometimes we, we, we underestimate the importance of just setting a goal, setting a routine, and just setting aside the time. Um, so I, I love that you pointed all of those things out. And, and really, um, you know, this book is, is the fruit of all of that. Um, so it's, it's wonderful the way that you brought all of that together. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, so what part of the day my heart turned blue, would you say, um, is that you're most proud of, which if there was one chapter, one page, one moment that you could point to that really stands out in your mind, um, about as far as what this book is about and what it means to you, what would that be? Oh, great question. Again, that for me would be part two in her own words, the the actual journal writings of my mother. I was most proud of that because I don't believe my mother knew what an impact she made in people's lives. Mm. Um, She always talked to me about, oh, I wish I can do more. I wish I can um, was there with you. I wish I had more money for this and that. But But just reading her journals and her prayers and the people that she met and she's praying for them and the people that talked about her at the funeral and the the calls or the text messages I got from her about how special she was. Um, One uh, family friend was um, saying your mother gave me seeds from her garden. Um, Yeah, um, in Trinidad, there's a drink called sorrel that's called a Christmas drink. It's actually made from a hibiscus plant. And my mother she can grow anything. And so she gave my family friend sorrel seeds um, from the, from the plant. And he still drinks sorrel today from my mother's garden. Right. And my mother's garden is not here. Yeah. So it's those type of things. I mean, um, that's what I'm most proud of because she has their names on the side. She's praying for people's salvation. She's praying for people's husbands and the wives don't even care too much for their husbands, but she's still praying for their husbands. (laughs) 
information, right? Because you know, she she just cares about them getting knowing God and, and and being saved, right? That's the type of woman that she was. Like she don't have much, but she has prayer. And I don't think she um like I think a lot of us compare ourselves to celebrities or we compare ourselves to people who do good works, but they're doing it on a grand scale, right? But we don't realize the impact that we can make in our families, with our friends, with people that we meet, our co-workers, right? We are also mm-hmm. the hands and feet of God. It's not just these billion dollar separate celebrities, right? We can do great things right where we are. And I don't think a lot of us realize that. And I think my mother didn't realize that. So I really, I'm really proud of honoring her with her words and her prayers and even her story that a lot of people may not know of. I wanted that to, I wanted that to get out. Just a quick funny story. My mother and I would watch Shark Tank at times. And she was like, Carla, let's come and think of something that um that we can invent. And I'm always like, mommy, I don't have time to invent stuff. You see all these kids. <laughs> right. And little does she know that her own words was something that I was able to turn into beautiful art that's going to help people from here on out. Her words are now going to be at the in the Library of Congress as a book, right? Wow. You see what I'm saying? So yes. like her impact lives on generation to generation. And all the faith, all the prayer, everything she poured into my sons, it's going to stay with them and it's going to pass on to their children and generation and generation, right? I write about in the book that we think that we need to leave a legacy like financial homes or stuff to our children. But how many of us are living a legacy, living the life that we want to pass on a generation and generation? And I don't think my mother realized she did that. So that's what I'm most proud of. Oh, that's so powerful. I love that. Everything that you said, J- just the, the importance of leaving that legacy and, mm-hmm. of, and passing it down from one generation to the next um, is so good and so true. So it's just, it's a powerful thing to, to leave that legacy and to leave that, um, that, that righteousness and, and, to, um, and to pass that on to the next generation. Um, and so what a beautiful way to honor your mother's legacy with that. And um, what a blessing um, that you were able to capture that in words the way you did. Thank you. Mm -hmm. So um, how would you say that readers have responded uh, to, to your book and and to the bereavement journal? Um, You know, how would you say that it has, you know, helped them navigate the loss of, of their own loved ones? Have, have you gotten, you know, had any stories? Has anyone reached out to you? Um, What kind of feedback have you gotten about it? Yeah, um, I had uh, two types of feedback. I get one, Carla, I'm not ready. The book is on my mantle. Mm. <laughs> it's on the fireplace. It's on That's my real. table. It's mm-hmm. on the bookshelf. I'm not ready. I yeah. cried as soon as I took it out the, the package. I'm not ready. And I respect that. And I tell them it is there whenever you are ready, right? Mm-hmm. And then the second response I'm getting is, um, wow. You expressed in detail exactly how I was feeling after my parent died. Right. And it's and I and and that's the emotion and that's the reaction I was looking for because we don't talk about this. We just kind of just on the surface say, Yeah, my parent died, and we don't want to dive into the emotion. But how are we going to heal? 
if we don't embrace these emotions and we talk about it, how are we going to go? How are we going to go through it? So I had wonderful conversations about people who's lost a parent. Um, one of my husband's coworkers who's um, lost their um, just recently their mother passed. He was like, "Wow!" He wasn't even thinking from a female perspective that he would be able to relate on such a level. But I was telling him, grief is collective. Right. That is a human emotion that we all understand. Even animals grieve, right? Oh, yes, I'm, like, I'm like an animal planet uh, lover and I'm watching uh, the, the safari and one of those animals pass away. They're all gathering around, right? Before they, before they move on. It is a collective emotion. It's not a negative emotion. It is an emotion of where we are honoring someone who has passed because grief reminds us that love never dies. So that's the type of conversations that I'm having when people um, are reading a book or going through going through the journal and they're doing it at their pace right? This isn't a novel to get through and we're going through the next series right This is going to be a lifelong um, a lifelong uh, lesson in love and how to live your life with intention and purpose each day. So good yes, I love that um, and, and just you know I think, working through that process and and what you said about, um, you know, how we don't know how to grieve collectively. And it it is something that we kind of, I would say, you know, in this culture in particular, um, in, you know, American culture, I think it's, it's something that um, a lot of people struggle with. And so Mm -hmm. just to know that um, your book kind of has been able to resonate with different people in from different walks of life. And, um, and even the people who may not be able to receive it right now, um, you know, that there may come a day when they are ready and that they can be impacted by that. How how does that make you feel? Um, It makes me feel like, yes, Mm -hmm. this is why I went through this is why I went through this for those type of reactions. This is why um, I had to repeat it. I tell my youngest son this, but I also had to tell myself this as well. I can do hard things. I knew nothing about um, publishing a book, but I became a student of it. I became a student Googling, student of self-publishing. It made me realize like, this is why the seed was planted. This is why, um, God wanted me to surrender to this process. This is why um, I learned a lesson in my mother's passing about how I can honor her through my works, through my deeds, and how her life can continue to inspire. And if I gave up because it got too hard, I wouldn't be able to help these people. It's not just about me. My mother passing is just not about me. It's a human collective. Right. So this is like this is alignment It's alignment with my purpose of why I'm here to help people in any capacity. And I truly feel like I help people with the experiences that I go through because I'm vulnerable and I'm an open book. I'll share if it's if it's going to help help the next person. Right. So it's like, yes, this is why this all came together for these moments here to help to help people. Right. And that's what I feel like it's about. I want to leave. Um, um, a legacy of serving and helping, helping people. My mom did it in her capacity and I'm doing it in, in my own special way as well. Yeah. That's fantastic. Um, and, and I, I think it's so encouraging to, to hear you kind of describe, um, your, your own desire to leave a legacy and, and Mm -hmm. kind of how this book 
um, you know, is, is part of that. Um, the passion that you have uh, for, you know, storytelling, for, um, you know, honoring your mother and, and for helping people. I, I can just hear it in your voice as you're speaking. It's, it's so inspiring. Um, so I, I just really appreciate you sharing kind of um, as you, what you went through to, to kind of walk through this process. Mm-hmm. Um, if, you know, for, for those people who are thinking about um, writing their story, telling their story, um, and kind of going through that process, um, and, and kind of the creative process in particular, um, what would you say to someone who's, who's thinking about that and kind of wrestling with it and, and, you know, is kind of working through maybe some insecurities about it. Um, you touched on, you know, how just the importance of, of sticking with it and, and having this bigger perspective, but, um, what advice would you give to someone who's really just kind of struggling to get started with that? Mm-hmm. Uh, my advice to anyone thinking of writing is just to write, get a journal and just write. Don't worry about it being perfect. That's what an editor is for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just write and be purposeful and, and, and with your intent to schedule time to do it because we make time for what we want to make time for. But, but um, if this is your passion project, schedule it out on the calendar, uh, an hour, two hours a day. How, how, just be reasonable, right? Have a smart goal around it, but schedule time and just write, pour your heart out, get the editor, get a great editor that you align with to help you with the structure and the grammar and all that. But in the meantime, write and know that we all have a story to tell and it's your story to tell. How many of us has watched a biopic and it was somebody else? that did the biopic, the story wasn't right, you wasn't feeling it. But when the artist or when the character or the person, I should say, the person that's involved with their own biopic, it falls in place beautifully, right? Because they were involved in the process. So this is your time to tell your story. Don't allow anybody else to tell your story. <laughs> you, <Yes>. tell, <laughs> you tell your story. And then my um, second point is get under your why. What is the why behind your book? What is the problem that your book is solving? And keep that vision in front of you. And it's important to keep that vision in front of you because there will be times where things are going to get difficult. There will be times you meet, you miss your reading schedule because something, I mean, your writing schedule because something comes up that's out of your control. Life happens, but keep that vision in front of you because that's going to keep you going. And then um, three, um, I became a student of self-publishing. So if that's something that you want to do, again, Google was my best friend. So I listened to all kinds of podcasts. I looked at all the big distributors of books. I looked at all the certified organizations or recognized organizations for self-publishing. And I studied, studied, studied. And I wrote out my vision. I wrote out a strategy for execution. I mapped out my goals. When do I want to get this book published by? What's the important? importance of the dates. And also I mapped out the goal. I broke it down annually, quarterly, monthly, weekly, even by day, if I needed to, to make sure that I was on track. And then last thing is don't give up on yourself. There's somebody waiting to hear your story because they're going through something so difficult right now that they need to hear your story. Yes, everything that you said, I, just so on point. 
Um, and just especially I want to zoom in on on the importance of knowing your why. It really just helps you to stay focused and on track. Um, and I, I love that you emphasize that and all the different things that you mentioned um, as far as your writing process. They're really, again, very practical steps of setting aside that time and really just staying committed and focused. Um, mm-hmm. So many good nuggets that um, you just are sharing um, with us today. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to share as far as part words, um, anything that you really want to um, leave, uh, you know, uh, potential readers with uh, thinking about as far as uh, the grieving process and about your mother and um, just just thoughts on the book in general. Yeah, with the with the book in the journal, and as you read, um, for those who have lost a loved one, I would really want you to give yourself space and permission to grieve. And your grief is not going to be the same as mine, right? I love to pour my um, feelings and emotion out on paper. Someone else could be songs. Someone else can be, you know, art, you know, drawing or whatever it is, but give yourself that space to feel all the feels. Just picture it as almost like ocean waves just coming over you. There is a time when that ocean is calm and there's a time when those when those waves are rough, right? But just giving yourself the space to embrace it helps you to go through it because if we have these feelings that are um, bent up inside of us, they can come out as depression. It can come out as anger. We really need to normalize seeking um, uh, help for mental health, right? It's so important because if our arm was falling off, we would go to the doctor, right? <laughs> to mm-hmm. get stitched we up. sure would. <laughs> but, but it's, you know, or our heart is, you know, beating too fast or whatever. No, we're going to seek treatment. But it's something about our mental health that we feel like there's a stigma around that. And it's okay not to be okay. It's okay if you can take the time off to give yourself time to grieve. If you can't, talk to someone, whether it's um, a grief counselor, a therapist, a pastor, a trusted friend, right, who has gone through this process with you or someone who's just willing to just sit with you. Sometimes we can't even put words to it. Sometimes we just need somebody sitting next to us on a couch and just watch something funny for just a moment, right, to just Mm -hmm. kind of like just allow those emotions to go through. But really give yourself the space that you need because um, this is not something that we can just busy away right <laughs> you know what I mean like like because because being busy sometimes is a self-defense mechanism to distract us from how we're really feeling so really give yourself the space to really feel everything and if again if it gets too hard seek seek help seek a help from a professional and know that it is okay and you're not alone and that's the reason why I wrote the book in the journal so true and so powerful. It's okay not to be okay. Give yourself space to grieve and don't forget to ask for help. I love it. So good. Thank you so much for being with us today on the show, Carla. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. This is wonderful. It's a full circle moment. <laughs> it really is. It really is. Um, so before we go, just um, if you could let, uh, let the listeners know where they can find your book and um, how they can get in touch with you. Absolutely. My book is available worldwide, anywhere books are sold. You can also um, get my book on my website at revealhealthrive.com. 
that's where you can contact me as well. All my information's there on my website for my book, for coaching practice, where you can contact me and my blog as well. That's revealhealthrive.com and all social media at Reveal Heal Thrive. Thank you so much again, Carla. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, Lisa. It's a pleasure. This concludes another episode of Purpose Without Apology. I hope you enjoyed it. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends. Until next time, remember, your purpose is waiting, so you need to go after it. See you in the next episode.